Hey yo, we about to tear it up. It's the Breaking Atoms podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Chris Mitchell, a.k.a. The Professional Pessimist. And before I go any further, I have to shout out my co-host, Sumit, even though he's not here today. So this is the very first podcast where Sumit has been unable to, to link up and sometimes have a drink up, Man, even though I've never seen him drink alcohol, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's the first episode where he, he's not been able to be here. But fear not and fret not, I have a co-host here with me today. Please introduce yourself. Yo, I go by the name of Jew 84 a.k.a. the Dilla, J. Dilla Advocate. So you just gassed me already. <laughs> um, you have gassed me already. Look, thank you for joining me today. No, I appreciate it. And listen, thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast, which I'm a listener of. Thank you. I'm not trying to gas the thing, but... We have uh, four listeners, so it's, it's good to know that you're one of the four. I'm one of the... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Summit. Um, strangely enough, I have a relationship with Summit, like not a direct one, but like back in the day when I was putting out records, he was putting out my tunes on his website. And cool dude, blessed guy, so shout you out, big man. I appreciate that shiznit. Shout out to you as well um, for having me here. Uh, what can I say? Like uh, what we were saying, like off the podcast, like in regards to you seeing me being like a genuine Dilla fan, and um, yeah, like you know, I appreciate it a lot, bro. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was talking to my wife, and I said to her, Shout out, Roxy. "I want to do a Jay Dilla tribute." type episode yeah. and one name <laughs> came to mind like it was like you've got to talk to you've got to talk to Jukebox yeah. and the reason why I called you not to gas you up right. is that I wanted it to be a conversation be- with people who one appreciated the music first of all yeah. but I, it was really important for me to get someone on the show mm. who can understand the music from a fan's perspective yeah. but could also get into it from a technical producer perspective right, right, right. hence I why that. I called I you I hear that. so let's just start from the beginning yeah. how did you get introduced to Jay Diller's music? Okay. Now we have to go back. Taking it back. Taking it back. Way back. Way back in time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I generally start these conversations like with, um, like my introduction to music uh, via like home and family and whatnot. So, a lot of high life was played, mm-hmm. a lot of different genres of music was played, and there wasn't like an older brother or sister to put me and my twin brother onto music. So mm. whatever was played in the house, whatever which was uh, played on TV, we would rock out to, whatnot, whatnot. So coming up 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, what's on the TV, whatnot, whatnot, you get Sky, which we, we got cable first, I think. Um, and you got to listen to The Box, your MVTV raps, and you got to listen to songs like Far Side. That's a good house. <sighs> yeah. Like, as in, like, okay, boom, like, you know, you, we was restricted, but we wasn't that restricted, you get me? Mm. Like, so we, we, we was influenced by a lot of music, but um, when it came to my, like, initial contact with hip-hop, it was, like, the Yo MTV raps and um, running, stressed out, Mm. Um, 
McNasty Filth. <laughs> McNasty Filth, bro. That video. I, I, like, I remember like me and my brother was watching this and we'll be like, what the hell is this, bro? Sound like a um, transmission from space. That's the best way to describe it for me. Mate. Otherworldly. Well, uh, from somewhere else. It was just rugged, and and the visuals like it, it wasn't like your nat- your natural kind of glossy video. It was like left, but it was like rugged and raw. Like we was like, yeah, this is dope. Um, you grow up, and then uh, you go into secondary school, and then you get introduced to different people. Uh, yeah, year ten and whatnot, whatnot. And then uh, my guy, I have to shout out my guy, GKD, Mister Gary Davis, put me on to like hip hop officially when we was dealing with tapes back in the day. Yes, mm. ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. Tapes. Yeah. Cassettes. Yeah. You yeah. know, the one when you put it in the tin and you have to play it <laughs> and you have to use pencil to uh, sort out the tin. Cassettes, bro. And um, he put me on to uh, a lot of hip-hop back in the day and that's when I got more in tune with, um, like, Busta Rhymes' stuff. When disaster strikes around, mm. like what ninety six, ninety seven? That's ninety seven, and not to cut you, <laughs> I literally bought another copy of that album. I swear down this week, yeah, because the version I had was yeah. the later Euro pressing. Okay, so on the original pressing, Survival Hungry was track number three. Right on the Euro version, right. it was Turn It Up, the Night Rider remix, oh, sh- and I'm like, nah, I want nah. Survival Hungry. Yeah, yeah, I so I that. saw a copy in the shop. And it was like, I don't know, four pounds. Right, right, right. And it was in pretty decent condition. Okay. So I just bought it again, just to have Survival Hungry. Bro. But proceed. I don't, I, yeah, I don't blame you, bro. <laughs> um, when I was listening to this music, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, like I knew who Jay Diller was and whatnot, whatnot. I just knew the music. And then there was like Breathing Stop and all these types of incredible records. Um, but at that time, I was more inclined to West Coast. So we was bumping Ice Cube, Dre. As you do. As you do. Mm. Eastsiders, Badass, Rest in Motherfucking Peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> getting heavily entrenched in hip-hop and then going to uni. And then uh, after uni, I did a media studies degree. And then after uni, I, I went into a program which was free at the time called CM, Community Music. I bumped into a guy called Paul White. The producer guy? Mm-hmm. The Paul White. The Paul White. Okay. Shout out Paul White if you hear this. Shout me, big man. Um, he, was, um, he was like one of the teachers or... Uh, I think he was one of the teachers at the time. And me and him kind of had a... We, we, we kind of instantly vibed. I don't know what it was, but I, I think we had... I don't know, like, we was just maybe the same type of people and whatnot, whatnot. And you're going to laugh at this and you might hate me for this as well. So uh, we're chatting and whatnot. And he goes to me, oh, yeah, boom, like, you know about JD? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Jermaine Dupree, innit? He was like... No. So hold that thought. <laughs> hold that thought. You remember... <coughs> Prior to, to, to us coming on the show today, right? right? I told you I had a controversial opinion. Oh, shit. Okay. I have um, two controversial opinions. Oh, here we go. Regarding um, our friend Jay Dilla. Oh, so, man. To this day, right. I don't like the name Jay Dilla. Okay. I don't like it. Why? Um, Just because of how the name change came about. Right. It just never sat well with me. Like, why did you change your name? Just because someone, someone else, else is more popular right, and called JD. Right, right, and right. that's no disrespect to Jermaine Dupree because I, I like Jermaine Dupree. I like All Jermaine the stuff Dupree. he's done with Usher, Mariah like Carey, Carey. Like, mm. 
I first got into hip hop because of Criss Cross. There we go. Jermaine Dupri was behind That's that. What I'm talking even though about, he stole bro. the idea from House of Pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> House of Pain as well. Exactly. So I could never really disregard Jermaine Dupri, but I, that never sat well with me. And Jay Dilla to me, it's like, in my head, it was JD. It was JD. It's JD. Right, like, right. and the reason why I love the name JD is because like JD could have been one of the man them. It's true. Like JD, everyone knows a JD. Right, everyone like, knows from, a JD. If he's a producer right, or he's your postman right, or he's right, in the right, barbershop, you right, know a JD. So right. I just wanted to say the name J Dilla never sat well with me as much as I love the man. <laughs> yeah. But go cool. ahead. <laughs> um and that's understandable. Thank you. I just right. wanted to, I've been I've had that in my system for years. <laughs> yeah, so I know your shit with years. man. Pause. Uh, are we pausing by the way? No, do what you want, man. Cool. Do what you want. This is a this is a progressive uh, podcast, but we do get ignorant when we need to. I hear that. So both sides. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gemini two si- yeah, that. yeah, two-sided coin. Let's do this. You Gemini as well? No, Pisces. What's that mean? <laughs> um, the creative, sensitive, introspective, empathetic person. Oh, you have to gas yourself. Back to the poor white story. So you Yo, said to him, so Jermaine Dupree, and him, you felt proud of yourself. I did not feel proud. Okay, because of his reaction. Because of his reaction. Okay. I instantly... Was it disgust? It was disgust. It was... Um, he looked at me in disappointment even, in fact. It was like, nah, bro. Not that JD. JD. And I was like... <laughs> and, and you know... And you know um, I don't know if you have this conversation with people who don't know about Jay Dilla. Like, you're like, oh, do you know about Jay Dilla? They're like, no. And then you're like, oh, have you heard Running? Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Have you heard, uh, have you heard um, Janet? You know, I love that song. That's Jay Dilla. Then the eyes light up. One of the things that happened with me as well, so many people are fans of his music. Yep, and don't know him. knowing him. That was me, bro. Right. That was me. Like breathe and stop. Like, like if 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 um, ever get to speak to my guy Jay, um, Gary, like in in this type of format, breathe and stopped. I had on repeat on cassette for months. I love that record. Mm. It's, it's amazing. Um, the drums on that. The crazy. drums on that. Are, and and that's not as we was talking off the podcast as well. That's not even withstanding the original one that got. He I think it got lost or the files got deleted, and he had to make another one. And that's the one that's on the album. Okay. Um, so I knew JD before I knew JD. And then he was like, JD. And I was like, who? Like, as in J. Main Dupree. He was like, no. And he was like, this JD. And he gave me what is known now as uh, the Motown Beat CD. It's got two, it's got two or three inclinations. Um, it's like it's called the uh, Motown Beat Tape or the first installment. Or what's on the, the streaming platforms is uh, the Motor City beat tape. I think. Okay, is that what the is that the new incarnation of the Motown? That's that's um, it's, it's not necessarily the new. Inc- well, I guess the new incarnation where they put it on streaming. Okay. So the Motor City is what's on the streaming, and what like the heads know it as is either the Motown beat CD or the first installment because there was a first installment and a second installment, but he did it the genius that he is or the mad genius he did it backwards. So. The second instalment was 2002 and the first instalment was 2005. Weird, right? But he gave me that beat CD, the first instalment, and then I was sold. Okay. Because it has, um, it has, so it has, um, you know, the Wu Tang uh, House of Flying Dagods beat. Mm hmm. 
the way the way your body was just moving your shoulders like yeah bro yeah it's like the groove just took over you <sighs> and this is why I had to get you on the show because as much as a, a fan of Dilla that I mm, claim to mm, be and I, mm. and I am yeah but no, you um, are there's still stuff I I don't know bro like um and it, it, you know as me me even as well like I'm an advocate I'm a champion um I'm an enthusiast uh but things I don't know, I would love to know. And things I don't know, I would look into. Do mm. you know what I mean? Mm. I'm not like, like the conduit mm. for that dealer. But I guess uh, the amount of um, enthusiasm that I have for the guy, I guess that's why I'm here with you. Do you get me? Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, and uh, that had uh, that on there. What else did it have on there? It had, um, it had a baby on there. Was it Baby? I think it had Baby, baby. on there. Baby. <laughs> That's from The Shining, right? Yeah. Okay. It had that on there. It had uh, In The Streets is on there. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you're the one for me. You're the one for me. Don't I don't recall that one. You're, Have you still got this tape? I've got it. All right, send, you need I'm to send gonna that say, to I'm going to send you me. everything I've Yeah, got. please do. Please do. Um, I'll I send you the links. Uh, but yeah, like, once he gave me that beat tape, you know the... The slogan, Dilla changed my life. That's when it happened for you. And you've been on that train ever since. <laughs> you know when you talk about someone introducing you to the music, so mm-hmm. in this case, Paul White yeah. is a similar thing for me. Shut him up. I remember um, I always big this guy up. So he, I guess he's my Paul White. Right. So it's my brethren, Sean Etienne. Okay. Shout out to Sean Etienne. He's currently in, in Houston right now for the Royal Rumble. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm very must, envious of him. Must be nice. Yes. Um, so Sean you Etienne. You bust that. I used, to, <laughs> I used to go to his house. Right. And I never forget, he played me a music video right. where people are rapping backwards. <laughs> So first of all, I'm like, I'm like, what is this? That's one of the tunes that I I was introduced to via Dilla, but not Bro, knowing it was him. Yeah, the same story for me. So yeah. I'm thinking, who is this? Who like who are they? And then the beat as well. Mm. And it wasn't until years later, me being the slow person I am, that I realized the beat was backwards too. Yeah, hence the inspiration <laughs> hence for the video. It, yeah. And then I heard running. Okay, Bro. so that's the best. That's a one-two punch. That's already. That's, that's like a that's that's like a left hook. To the face. Yeah, two-piece. A two-piece. It, it, yeah, it, it a could be one-two. A two-piece. Uh, it's a side breast and a thigh. It, it's a side breast <laughs> and a thigh. <laughs> it was a side breast and a thigh, I right? Ge- I generally get a thigh and chicken leg, to be fair. I'm not really a chicken leg guy. No, no I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a side breast guy. I hear that, I hear that. But um, I never forgot, I heard this, and then like, as the months progressed, because this is the time where I didn't really have my own money. Yeah. So I couldn't go out and buy albums. It was more like what he put me onto. Right. So then after a while, I got into the whole Lab Cabin California album right, right, right. and stuff. And then, you know, I heard stuff like from Mad Skills yep. and all these types of people. Yep. And it's only when I started to buy my first CDs, I started to go back and look at credits. Credits. Okay. So You and me a credit man them. Credit man them. Come on. So Hashtag that. I remember hearing Stakes is High. But I didn't hear the original. Okay. I heard the remix. So Sean Etienne's cousin, right. shout out to Steve, he was signed to EMI as part of a group called Usabi. Right. Okay. Which was um a, a black rock group. Um, way ahead of their time. Yeah. Um I think if they were to come out now, they would be They'd huge. Be killing it. Mm-hmm. But I think there was some kind of agreement where he did a remix of Stakes is High. Right. So if you've got the twelve inch, there's a there's a beat on there and it goes doon do 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 doon 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 stakes is high. Right. Dun. So Sean yeah. being 
being the family man that he is, that's the only version of the song I play, like I heard, right? right? Okay. His cousin's remix. That is crazy. So I'm thinking, De La Soul, me, myself, and I, like this is obviously the original, right? Right. right. When I heard what I then thought was a remix, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, this is mad, <laughs> but this is a remix. Right. Then when I got the credits and I saw produced by JD, right? J-A-Y-D-E-E. So I went back and started doing my research. Right. And then I realized that the jam. Yep. Running. Yep. Drop. Yep. Was all produced by the same brother. So that's when I thought to myself, okay. And I've been on the train ever since. Mate, you see, like that train, yeah. But the train is packed, but there's more room. There's there's bare room. There's more room. There's bare room on this train. And I think that's one of the things about Dilla's music that I love is the fact that you become a fan of the music before you become a fan of the person. Because the music speaks for itself. The music is... It's it's like it's so euphoric, bro. Mm. Like you, it, like you said, he's like, actually um, for for the benefit of of you, the listener. He's actually looking to the sky. <laughs> in as euphoria, he, as, as, he, as he said, euphoria. He looked up, <laughs> yeah. and there was a glow around him. Listen, and he started to levitate. I tell I tell you, there's going to be two types of actions. There's going to be like going to be face palm, mm-hmm. and there's going to be looking up in the sky in a state of confusion. In a state of confusion. That that is another hashtag. Yeah. Confused, yeah. fam. Confused. Because it's like, um, especially with the drop. Like I I remember. Um, me and my bro and my mum used to watch the drop and then she'd be like, ah, why, why are they moving backwards? <laughs> I think that's the best music video of all time. It is. All time. It is. I, I, yeah. And I think the song is incredible. I don't get Rock-a-bye, bored of that song. baby. I don't get bored of it. I don't get bored of it. Sorry. Sorry. Mate, no. Mate. And I think one thing I want to mention as well. Shout out to Delicious Vinyl. Right. Because they were one of the earlier labels that really believed... Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In JD, in JD, the producer, yeah, and it's not right. just you know one or two songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did what five, six songs. Yeah. On Lab Cab-, Cab in California, he did yeah. a bag of remixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he also did other production for them that years later became the Yancey Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Album. So, yeah. you know, he did stuff for um, Brand New Heavies as yeah, well. Brand New Heavies remix. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Delicious Vinyl Man, and I think definitely one of the underrated labels. But I think they're so in- integral in no, the story of JD. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, like when you when you look back and like do your research it's not like he was on a major label no. like it was like these independent labels that were like okay big man let's put out your stuff mm. like uh, what what did I read uh, like uh, something came out on a German label or something I think that was the rough draft I think it was a rough mummy draft 2003 records. yeah, yeah. Who, who are mummy records I Bruh. had no idea I didn't Bruh. know rough draft existed until the stone throw version yeah, came out yeah bro uh, we, we haven't even gotten it yeah. so, so even, like so listen so like okay so to Go on on the story about when Paul White whatnot when I was in college and whatnot. So he gives me Motown beat CD, um, and I'm gassed. And then Rough Draft drops. I think this was 2006. I think this was, and I know you're gonna ask me about like about um, when he died and whatnot. I think it's, did it Rough Draft the Stone Force came out in 2006 or was it seven? Seven. I think the original Rough Draft seven, came out in 2003. 2003. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, so either time's gone really quickly or it happened within the same year. It was either 2006 or 2007. But anyway, like, he gave me the beat CD and then Rough Draft dropped. 
and I bought it and came to the college with it, his face, he was vexed. He Why? Was, I thought he'd be proud. He, he was like, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know when it's like um, you put someone onto swag and then the next day at school they come in and they wear up. Turn up. One turn, bro. Yeah, one million. Yeah. You get me? Like, but that's how much of a, a fan I became. And I bought Rough Draft. And effectively enough, like, it wasn't even on a bad man thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, oh, this fucking guy. But I came in, bought a Rough Draft, and I burned it for him. Do you know what I'm saying? To be reciprocal. Like, and Rough Draft dropped, and that was on repeat for months. <laughs> Why you say it so angry? <laughs> because I need to. I need to project. Yeah. Like, let's the... take it back. Pun intended. That beat right there. You know, we were having that conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had yeah. a lot of conversations we before had a lot the show. Of conversation. But yeah, yeah. First impression. Best opening songs. Let's take it back. Scott to be up there, bro. And that that, that iconic line. Um, keep it get tall with the plastic, plastic cups. cups. Come on now. Come I, on. I, in in in, in con- come on. Come on, bro. Stop it, James. Stop it, James. <laughs> yeah. we, might, we should call it. Uh, we should call yeah, the podcast. Yeah, stop yeah, it, James. Stop it, James. Yeah, please stop it. Stop, stop it, James. Stop it. Please stop. Like you. Know, <laughs> like I made a song uh, in college, bouncing your whip. Mm-hmm. What was that? Is that uh, is, is that driving reckless? Where he says that in. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So that's on my list of um, best car songs. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Best car songs. Where you we drive and you exceed the speed limit. Yes, yes. We're, um, not, we're, not, we're not trying to promote... We're not trying um, to pull, but this, this reckless is... Reckless driving, pun intended. <laughs> but, You're quick. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> no, I'm just trying not, I'm trying not to get cancelled, my brother. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Um, but that album, man, uh, Money, and subsequently, that's when I got put on to Madlib. Because okay. he did the remix. Okay. Woo! Hold that thought, because we're going to talk about Mad Libby in, in a bit. So in a nutshell, in a, in a sentence, bro, or in a few words, okay. what was it about JD's music that made you think this brother is serious? I'm going to try to say it in a sentence. Try it. Try a bit. <sighs> Jay Diller's music... I, I, I think it was what we were saying off air as well, off podcast... You know when I uh, we were talking about making the analogy with wrestling. Mm. You know when the WWE whoever books a match and the type of people in the match and it's spot on. Mm. That's Jay Diller. It's and Bret Hart, Steve Austin. It's Bret Hart, Steve Austin. WrestleMania thirteen. Yes. Bang. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Or when you have like two people that should be wrestling each other, like uh, uh, AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Yes. Or Prince Devitt, whatever you want to Understood. call it. Understood. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like he hits the nail on the head every time. Like nine times out of ten, even 9.5 out of ten. The reason why I say 9.5 because the records that came out on the beat tapes, some of them were unfinished and whatnot, whatnot. So you have to take them in for what they are. What they are. But he hits the nail on the head every time. And it's like uh, what you imagine in your brain musically is what he creates. So then you're enamored with him. Well said. Thank well you said. Much. So, because you're our first co-host ever on the show, yeah, we're also going to do another first. Okay. Where we're going to play some music. Sounds good to me, bro. Seeing as this is a JD episode, I think the first song we're going to play is mm. "Act Like You Know." Ooh. Platinum Pied Pipers, and it's worth saying that JD didn't produce this. Yeah. Shout out to YG, Shout but he YG. features on the song. He does feature on it. And 
JD had a he had a presence even when he didn't produce the song. Like some of his verses, like we talked about reunion, yep. um McNasty, Climax, McNasty Filth. All those like all those songs. Um JD the, the JD hats. the rapper. Yeah. JD on, on McNasty Filth, right? Yeah. Yeah. The pattern was bad. Um Bro, JD the rapper. Yeah. I'll, I'll flip the table, man. <laughs> yeah. JD JD the rapper was different. So this is uh, at like you know by the Platinum Pied Pipers featuring JD. Deal with us, back for the first time, still with us Both Kill Bill pictures ain't ill as deal, nope Theme music for the fillers dealer, dark side to thriller We fill a building, every time we headlining Wherever I'm at, gorilla, it's like I get a meal a minute I get offended when you waste my time You ain't gotta wait for the bill, I sent it Still delivered by yours truly, Scooby can't do me in a 300C duty Through these streets like Martin off the Uwe You know that throwback number 2316 uh, Boy you wanna blow a few G's Come with the cash, get the classic in two weeks And loosely, so much I lose sleep uh, Holla at the boy, he don't just produce beats Act like you know yo, yo, nah. Ghetto style on some wake up, pick your wick up uh, Dilla dog spit that trigger hiccups So players think I need a big pimp cup Sip lil, tip lil, get my duck sick Yeah, Heavy on knees like Mr. Big Stuff Hands high, act like it's a stick up Yeah, Detroit strips, they ride with the clips tough Wanna ask Dill, get a little John What? In the club, cake boys up in this Blade 47, let's create more business Play the game like we got eight more innings My master B car say it ain't no limit In the champagne room, you just can't go in it G told me to leave no witnesses I'll make it as painless as possible Call an ambulance for the hospital You know that like you, you know, no, 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 no like you, you like, 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 you, you know, you know, you know, uh, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Can I make a confession? Go on, I forgot how much that tune knocks, bro. I remember uh, where I was quickly, that I quickly got reminded, you, bro, like, um. And this is how much of an enthusiast I am, and people might like roll their eyes or whatnot. I don't give a fuck, yeah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> there like, goes the parental advisory. Yeah, straight out the window. Like, um, shout out to Shanae. Um, oh yeah, shout out to Shanae. Now, uh, number one, she introduced me to Cats in Paris, and we went out there for the Jay Dilla parties that they throw out there. You got on planes for J- you got on planes for JD, bro. Okay. We went to Paris 2011. It's a different type of fanaticism. Bro, fanaticism, that's yeah. an amazing word. I know, I know, I like that word. Still. I love that word. Um, and uh, who was on the set? But there was bare people on the set. Um, and that party 
lasted for six hours and they didn't repeat one... I'm getting close to the microphone. They didn't repeat one song. Just six hours of bangers. Six hours of bangers. <laughs> bangers. Six. <sighs> Bro. Six hours is a long time, you It's know? a long time, but it, it, it... That's two WrestleManias. That is two WrestleManias. Two now, now WrestleMania's five hours, so it's one. One, but, pretty uh, much. Like, and and uh, uh, the, the thing and, uh, at the, the pre-show. Pre-show. Yeah, Bro. that's one WrestleMania. Yeah, that's one WrestleMania. Bro, it's a long but, time. But it, it was seamless, and... Um, uh, shout out to Shanae again because uh, we did a documentary around that time. I remember. Yeah, which I produced the beats for as well. Uh, majority of the beats in it. Shout out, shout out to Mr. Thing. Um, bad boy DJ. Uh, OG uh, should be uh, held it as many times as possible. Um, where, was I, where was I even going with this point, bro? I think we were talking about... Um... I can't remember. <laughs> you, you see, this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is what happens. You see, when you get lost in the in the Dilla rabbit hole, in the sauce. Yeah, you get lost and um, you forget where you were. So let, let's let, let's get this back on track. Well, I'm on. gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay, yeah, come. As a producer, because I'm not a producer, right, I'm an okay. MC. Right. I'm an incredible MC. Talk your shit, um, man. Yeah, we were, we were saying as well, when it comes to these reminisce raps, nah, can't see No, me. when they chatting to you, nope, big man. Nope, because I lived it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah? I lived it. I was there. <laughs> I was there. When C-Fax was popping, Ooh. I was there. Talk to them. When Andy Peters was in the broom cupboard, Talk I was there, okay? The blues die. All right. So, as a producer, mm. what is it about Dilla's Beats that stand out? And I need you to talk about it from, from a technical perspective and also from a feel, because I think Dilla's one of those people, it's the feeling there's so much emotion in his beats. And this is why I connect with him so much, is because of the emotion that he invokes musically and the variety of emotions that he gives you. Mm. On one beat tape, you could have various different styles, moods, speeds, musicality. If you want to talk about uh, what makes him stand out to me, number one is his drums. Now, not necessarily like well let's go from the aspect of they knock you know we was we was talking off the podcast about every majority of the tracks the drums knock like how he's able to engineer how he was able to engineer it people are still trying to uh get their drums to knock like that to this day mm. you know didn't kanye call him like the drum god something like that 100 percent. kanye was jacking yes drums. that's that's right yeah. kanye was jacking drums from jay dilla like when he was uh when Jay was using the MPC, uh, with the MPC, the beat machines, for those who don't know, like nine times out of 10, the old school ones anyway, the two, the 2500s, the 3000, uh, I think Dilla was using the 1000, I think MPC, they come with disk drives that you load the sounds on from when you sample from records or whatnot, whatnot. So you sample from a vinyl into the beat machine and then the beat machine captures it and then you add it to the pads and that's how you create the beat with that in mm-hmm. the sequence or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, Jay Dilla obviously was the king of like taking drums and whatnot from different places and whatnot. And Kanye, I think, was in the studio and stole the disc drive. And I think the drums on... Um, uh, what's that record on uh, Pay J that Kanye produced? Boom, 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 boom. Because we're recording on a laptop, <laughs> one can check. Hold on. Jay Dilla, The Diary. And I want people to hear the keys as well being punched. 
to let people know we do our research and we, do that we don't research. know everything off the top of our heads. Yeah, trust me, fam. Um, Keep talking. No, so um, I believe those were drum, Jay Dilla drums. Or so that. hold on. You're telling me Kanye produced a song for JD with drums that he stole from him. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's rude, man. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. <coughs> That's so wild. But I mean, uh, Jay Dilla was probably like, yeah, you go, son. Yeah. Get me. Like, probably. You, you go, bro. Probably. You know I mean, mean, the way genius is he, he was, he was probably quite flattered. Yeah, he's probably like, shh. Like, well, my computer's know. moving slow. It's not even telling me who did it. But we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll anyway. come back to that. We'll come back to that. Um, but yeah, like, number one, his drums, like, his drum selection, like, uh, his programming of the drums, his, like, stylistically, like, you know, uh, we were talking off the podcast before about, uh, uh, like, people say Jay Dilla swing. Mm. If if you're a producer, you know, like, that's, like, well, it depends on what type of producer, but, like, like when you were sampling, like, and being influenced by Jay Dilla, you wanted that Jay Dilla swing. And one of the reasons why I got an MPC beat machine, I got the MPC, I think, 500 and whatnot, is to get the Jay Dilla swing, bruv. Do you get me? Like where like your drums are off like the grid of a standard beat. Like if it like it's like a humanistic feel, like a right. drummer. Right. So it's not perfectly in it's time. It's not perfectly in time. And that was one of Jay Dilla's things. Do you know what I mean? It was T E one. Shout out to T E one who taught me about swing. Yep. Um, he was like, you know, he, I remember him saying to me, "You got to swing with the you beat." Swing sometime. with the beat sometimes. And, yeah, and that's what he taught me. And I remember when I did my verse on Year of the Underdog. Yeah. And I sent him the remix first, and he's like, "Yeah, the way you swung on that beat." I didn't even know what he was talking about, but from he said swing, <laughs> I said, "Okay, this is a good thing." Yeah, well, right? is, it's like so, it's like the pocket. Yeah, yeah. Like it, he would find different pockets, and this is how prolific he was. Is like. Uh, you know, he had different style of drum programming influenced by different music. So uh, off of uh, Welcome to Detroit, there was a lot of Brazilian... Bossa Nova type Bossa stuff. Bossa Nova yeah. type stuff, do you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of uh, Detroit, like uh, like uh, two-step. Um, <sighs> it's just various various different styles that he, he operated in and, and, and not even to even go on to his sampling technique. And I'm so looking connect. I'm looking look, connect yeah. dead in the eyes, bro, because I'm like. So I, I also I found out the song you're referring to, the Kanye West produced one, was called the anthem. Is it the anthem? Did That's, they change the name? I oh, think they may have changed the name. It was supposed to be on the album originally known as Pay J. Um, completed in the that. early 2000s, but it wasn't released until until we know it was released. Yeah, so yeah, the anthem yeah. was produced by Dilla, yeah. but the original version was produced by Kanye West. Yep. Though the rapper was unaware that Jay Dilla had recorded over the beat until an early version called We Effed Up leaked in 2000. We Effed Up. Yeah, That's so. what it was called. We okay. Effed Up. We okay. Effed Up. Yep. So yeah. Shout out to Dank, by the way, or Frank and Dank. Shout Look out to you, flex. <laughs> Look at the flex. Just the light flex, big man. Wow. <laughs> What's your life like? Wow. <laughs> So wow! <laughs> so you mentioned McNasty Phil, but then you turn around and you're like, yeah. Shout out to Dank. Shout out to Big Bro Dank. What's good? Bro? Shout out to Frank and Dank. Yeah, shout out to Frank and Dank. Um, but yeah, the like his 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 sample choice, his sample technique, like how he would take like records and make. Uh, uh, there's a common kind of um, there's a common kind of a thread with sampling where. Like 
like people who sample like like you know not geniuses but they take something that's already a puzzle that's put together break it down and make something new Jay Diller would do that but then it would be so abstract like I don't know if you've heard um and this is one of my favorite Jay Diller beats um where he flipped uh, Michael Jackson's Human Nature Mm-mm. It's called uh, Inhuman Nature. You've got some emails to send me. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> that beat has haunted me for years. And I recently found it on uh, on uh, the, the beat tapes, one of the beat tapes I was talking to you about. And he... Like, you, you hear that it's from that, but the way he's resampled it, you're like, well, how, the, how, did, how did you do that? What, what made you think of that? It's because he didn't read manuals, bro. Yeah. Like so he, supposedly when he was um, under the tutelage, that's another good word. Tutelage is an amazing yeah. word. Once, when he was under the tutelage of Amp Fiddler, yeah. Amp Fiddler basically said the best way to learn these machines is don't read the manual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine, bro, like um, as a mentor, someone as prolific as Amp Fiddler mm-hmm. being like, come to my studio, bro. Don't you read lot, the manual, though. You lot just do your thing. To me, that would be the equivalent of DJ Premier. In the 90s. Yep. Yeah, come to D&D. Just rock out, bro. Yeah, man, just calm down, man. Just chill, listen. Bro. If you want to work on something, work on something. Amazing. Madness. And he, Absolute and, and, madness. He did that with so many different types of music, soul music, electronic music, um, prog rock. Mm. He And he made it his own, bro. Like... Just his sensibility, his 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 type of his type of musicality, his type of rhythm, his his bop, his pocket, like that's what amazed me about the guy, and that's why. Are you I, okay? Huh? Are you okay? <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm I'm just to, I just have to check. Are you okay? Because I'm I'm hearing the emotion. Do do now I'm hearing the emotion. I just want to make sure you're okay, bro. Like, because I thought you were gonna start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I'm here for a reason, though. <laughs> Yo, this guy is talking about Dilla and looking in the sky. Nah, you see, this is what it does, though. Like, this is what it does. This is what it does. This but you, what... you feel me, though. Yeah, I hear you, man. You I hear me. you, man. You feel me. So talking about this kind of genius, right? Yeah. You would think that a genius of Dilla's level... Mm would stand on its own and in many ways it does but he bucked up with a brother who was just as mad as he was I like to call them in terms of production and musicality they were like kindred spirits they were like kindred spirits there's a brother out there named Otis Jackson Jr yeah otherwise known as Mad Lib Mad Lib the legend I think sometimes Mad Lib the legend the legend when we talk about when we talk about producers and no, when I talk about producers and mm-hmm. I think producers who deserve statues yep. and national holidays and flowers. Yes. Madlib is one of them. So Madlib and JD mm. had a very unique relationship in the sense that worlds apart, there was a way but each- in the very, in the same kind of sphere. Right. Yep. So I got a story about how I became a, a Madlib fan. Okay. Cause it was, a, it was because of Jay Diller. Yeah. So I bought a, a CD called Duck Season. Right. DJ Babu. DJ Babu. I think Babu. it was Duck Season Volume 2. Yep. And there was a song on there 
called The Official. <laughs> yeah? Classic record right there. I press play. As you do. And when I heard... Doom, 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 doom. I'm like, what's that? The official. Crazy. And when he, when I heard the way that Dilla was rapping on it, but the beat, I'm the like, who beat, is yeah, this? who is this, bro? So the same thing happened with Madlib that happened with JD. Mm. I didn't realise that I had been listening to Madlib years prior. So Madlib had done stuff on the first two... The first two Alcoholics albums, I yep. think he produced one track on um, 21 and Over. Yep. Loot Pack was featured on Coast, Coast to Coast. Yep. When I was in school, um, when I got the Liquidation album, there was a Ooh. song on there called Killing It with Ooh. Exhibit. Yeah, Madlib. Right? So I didn't realise that, oh my God, I've been listening to this brother for, for, the, for the longest time. Yep. But hearing JD on the official beat... I'm like, nah, this brother's mad. I gotta go check out his stuff, more yep, of his stuff. Yeah. But I was a snob. Right. I was living in Rockefeller we're st- land. We're still kind of snobs. We're snobs, but I was yeah, a different yeah. type of snob because okay. I was living in Rockefeller land. At yeah, the time. me too. So if it wasn't Jay Z, yeah, if yeah, it wasn't real. Rockefeller, I for wasn't real. really checking for it. For I used real. to call, I used to call Madlib, Quasimodo, Doom, and all that man weirdo rap. Right. Which some people still do. But you know me now. It's it's, it's a far cry from that. I, I, that's the stuff I that's live and die shit. for. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. after I, I got over my snobbery, <laughs> and it, it's all because of Little Brother, actually. So that's another episode. Once Bro, I heard, don't gas me. Once I heard the listening, and uh, it, just, it just opened up this this whole uh, new world that I discovered. So because of the uh, listening, I discovered Low Budget, Odyssey, Kev Brown, Cunning Linguist, uh, Superstition, Rhyme Sayers, Def Jocks, all that stuff. But that's a whole that's other, a whole different, whole other subject. Whole different, uh, shout out to my I, brother, by the way, who put me on to fucking Little Brother, the listening. We gotta talk about little brother in a bit actually. Bro, I, got, I, got, bang, I got a snippet for you. I bang out groupie part two. <laughs> Why are you putting it <laughs> Anyway. Little brother, I mean, oh man, if little brother ever linked up with oh that's sometimes I stop and I think about all the music we missed out on. True. I'm not that. to sound selfish, but I do. I no, get sad. As in when it was happening at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that like, the, the, and this is my kind of like uh, yeah. about uh, like from two thousand two thousand and one up into like two thousand and five two thousand and six. What I was listening to, or what I wasn't listening to, mm. and then I wanted to get into something mean, quickly. Like when you were talking about being aware of Jay Diller, like me and you, advocates of the Source magazine, yes, and Double XL, yes, I still have them at my crib, right? I As found on, you. I found on all Source magazine the other day, like one. I, I think have, it had Ice Cube on the cover. I'm like, oh. But I'm looking for uh, like uh, uh, like, and I would always see either Welcome to Detroit, Donuts, uh-huh. the old Donuts. Okay. Uh, uh, what else? McNasty Filth being advertising it, like as in the uh, the artwork in that. And like I wasn't listening to that music at the time, but I would always be like, who, who the fuck is this guy, bro? Because they would they would they would. Like every other page, especially Welcome to Detroit. Mm. And when I list, when I finally got around to Welcome to Detroit, and I saw the artwork. I was like, "This is what I was seeing all the time." Cool, cool. I cool, was like, cool. "Shit, this guy was in my face." And it's worth noting that BBE is the label that released Welcome to Detroit, which is a UK label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what we spoke about before, like you know the the small, the lesser known labels. Yeah. That Dilla would work with. So BBE is one of them. Shout out to, um, Shout Lee. to Lee. Shout Lee at to BBE. Lee. Yeah. Madlib. 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 Madlib and Dilla. 
It's like two superheroes coming together. Yeah, this is, to me, this is like... You know, because we're wrestling, wrestling fans. fans. Yeah, we're wrestling fans. I was, this I was is, thinking of an equivalent. This is Bret Hart, Kurt Angle. Ooh. Teaming up. Ooh. Bret Hart and... Um, oh, okay. Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. <sighs> this is... Survivor Series. Yeah, this is Survivor Series. It was a Survivor Series. It was a Survivor Series. Yeah, it was a Survivor Series. I like that. I like that. It was a Survivor Survivor Series thing. And um, they released an album called Champion Sound. Champion Sound. Now I remember when I went to H and V back when H back when H and V was popping, right? And I bought a copy of Champion Sound. Bro, that's too old school for them, by the way. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. My heart goes out to anyone who has a copy of Champion Sound and you have the new version of the red. Right. Yeah. You don't have. Is it Chris Williamson? Right. You don't have that version, (laughs) but I have it. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. If you've got the um. Nah, and I've done a bad job of that. But, no, but we, if you ain't got the, uh, is that go? <laughs> if you don't have that version, yeah, yeah, my yeah, heart yeah, goes yeah, out to you. It's pain, bro. Talk to me about how special that relationship <laughs> and that album is. I mean, as you as you eloquently put, it's like two of two characters who are masterful in their own field coming together and like forming like Voltron, bro. You, it's unimaginable and it, 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 you know you're like rah like these two come together on an album this is this is wicked it's crazy bro like um and I think it was important for both of them as well because it's like still sharp and still mm. they probably come together and was like there was like a underlying uh, competition but admiration for each other do you know what I mean and we uh, reap the benefits as listeners for like Madly rapping on Dilla Beats, Dilla rapping on Madly Beats. I mean, McNasty Filth, I keep on saying McNasty Filth, but it's... Uh, that song is hard, though. That you know? song is hard, bro. That song is hard. I, I, I used to think, I, because for the, for the benefit of the listeners, I think the beauty of Champion Sound is that because you had two producers and two MCs, yep. right? So what they would do, each song would alternate. It would yeah, be produced yeah, produced by, by one, one, and the other would will, rap on it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. up until maybe a few weeks ago, bro, I was adamant mm. and certain that the best Madly beat on that album was the official, <laughs> as much as I like it. But then one day I was in the gym, and I listened to McNasty mm, Filth. Bro. And the way Dilla rapped on that... You know what? I'm going to be honest with you, right? Frank and Dank... Mm. It's not Kane and Cool G rap. No, it's not. We're not talking about man that will necessarily have you reaching for the dictionary no, no, or no. thinking, how'd they do that? But they do what they do but very they well. But they do what they do. And I, Excellently. I'm, and I am convinced that in terms of rhyming on Dilla Beats, they're up there with the best. Them, Fat Cat. Yeah, yeah, Fat Cat. And I also think it's also uh, indicative of the personal relationship that they that's have with That's right, him, that's and right. And it comes out in the music. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. way them, them, all three of those gentlemen, bro. That song different, right Different there, behavior. Uh, very different behavior. It, it, it's very different behavior. Nah, man. Like, uh, the, how much they were influenced to me was like, uh, you know, like as like a, a rap kid or whatever, you'd have posters on the wall and whatnot, whatnot. Like, one of the posters that I had on the wall was uh, JD and Madlib digging for records. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've seen that picture. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that picture. And that, like, it's mad inspirational. Like, mm. it's like these guys who are like prolific in what they do, digging for records, like. And both of them being sick. It's like when um, a wrestler, another wrestling equivalent for me, anyway. 
Okay. It's like when uh, let's hear like, it. <laughs> it's like when uh, Shawn Michaels and Armie Johnson teamed up when they okay. were tag team. Do you remember that? I remember that, but I, I need to know where you're going with this. No, as in like, because me and my brother were amazingly adamant Armie Johnson fans. He 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 had he had it he had it for a while. He had it for a while. Like I'm, I'm talking about when he was um, the IC champion. Yeah, he had it for yeah, a while. Yeah, he no, came up with a tight red breeze on, yeah, like all I, red I and that, mad that. shiny and, 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 and that. And the shi- yeah, yeah, mad shiny like mad shiny, bro. But when dripping wh- in palm oil and everything. Bro, I don't know what he was. <laughs> <laughs> what he was on. Yeah, bro. it was different behavior. But like different. when them two teamed up, me and my bro was like, yeah, this is sick, bro. Like or what else? Uh, I think Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels. I forgot that one. As yes, well. they did. I swear they were tag champs. They were tag champs for a while. Like when them two teamed up, we was like, yeah, it's like your favorite two individuals coming together and, and you're like fucking hell this is amazing but um no definitely it was it was it was it was uh, something bro yeah i think it was definitely a moment in time and even though you know what it is mm. i'm going to be this is this is how i feel i'm so grateful and i feel blessed that i was able to experience yeah talk, talk champion talk, sound in my lifetime happening. right yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. growing yeah. up some of the older guys would be like you know Public enemy. Yeah, 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 yeah. As much as I respect Chuck D and, and the boys, I wasn't outside. Yeah, exactly. The, so the, I don't, the phrase I always Yeah, I wasn't outside. I wasn't outside. I wasn't outside, but I was mm. outside for Wu Tang. Yeah, I was outside. For I was. Wu-Tang. I know what it was like to get liquid sores on cassette. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah. telling Mr. Charles, my IT teacher, the day that Wu Tang Forever came out. Me and my brethren Neil, we said we're not doing no work today. No, no, Every man chipped in and got a copy of Wu Tang Forever. Yeah. So just to know, like, damn, like I was, I was he outside. Was, he was outside when that. That's like when 2001 dropped Dr. Dre. Me and my brother were outside for that shit. Yeah. We went outside, to the store. Got dressed. We went there to yeah. buy that CD. And, and you know, this is this is before, you know, man was on the tube regular. Yeah. <laughs> I took the number six bus <coughs> from Kenzel Rise yeah, I hear that. to Bond Street my. and I bought Champion Sound. And you know why I'm so gassed? Not only because my copy has the red on it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it came in that paper sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? yeah you know yeah. the first the pressing. First, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of them, you know yeah, what I mean? I you, bro. So yeah, man, um, Mad Lib and JD, I think. Marriage in heaven. A marriage made in a marriage. It was a marriage. Yeah, like, it was yeah, a marriage. Like a macho man. One of, one of the uh, yeah, Macho Man and Elizabeth. Yeah, basically WrestleMania's WrestleMania's. That's when they got back together. It was WrestleMania seven. seven? Random fact: I was watching WrestleMania seven Random. the other day. Um, Ultimate Warrior Randy Savage match. The best match Ultimate Warrior ever had. Yes, hundred percent because it had the emotion. Debate, debate your mum in it. Um, <laughs> and your um, dad yeah, and your, your father your, your whole bloodline debate them <laughs> yeah. but when Sherry and Elizabeth were in the ring wow I realised all, all these guys are dead yeah yeah it's deep all, ghosts on the screen bro. deep bro all of them dead it's deep bro all of them dead yeah. I think we're going to take another break Just do that. and we're going to play a Dilla song and since we're talking about champion sound Ooh. and we've mentioned this song on numerous occasions we have indeed and um, I feel I almost feel bad for playing it again because I wanted to play some of the lesser known songs but I'm just going to go with the vibe F it okay? bro McNasty Filth from the Champion Sound we album are in this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> produced by Madlib featuring JD and Frank and Dank check Gino. it out it's Frank Nitty in the place to be with JD to the L-I and my L-I-B so let me see you touch the sky let me see you Frank Dank Dilla, chase the paper, blazing uh, up in this bitch. We uh, raise the stakes up a little bit and shut shit down. Tones uh, could have told you to 
home shit is over. You need to put your hands up, that's what you need to do. Plus, niggas got gang like the PS2. It's Zachary Palm and him about to set it. Things look charged and him about to let it go. Back and forth like a big old ass. I'm a Mac, of course, that's a big old ass. Got me up in this motherfucker. I am in this motherfucker. Yeah, nigga. B I L A, the man, the myth, the plan is to get the grand. It's called panic when I hit that. It's that body, body. Niggas thinking they hot, but it's not this. It's that hard, looking for hoes. The ones that's working that hard, I'm looking for those. So they can't shake, they ask for us. I told y'all in Big Nasty Trust that we got bitches, we eating blunts. Be going with the fall guys, yo, lead us us. Cause players is out here doing the thing. I told y'all what Big Nasty brings. It's gangster, we all chase this grill. I bet your ass that is not the game. We real ghetto with the filth. Flaw, flaw, filth. Hit, and I'm hard with the bars. Yeah, I don't spit yo. It's Frank and Dak, you know who it is Rockin' over tracks for Dylan, my nigga Madland Cause we are in this motherfucker We are in this motherfucker Busy with the pad, pan is mad. Living J's of a Frank and I'm at it again. And we got those chickens, plus the flow is sick. And known for the pimp and hoes blow the dick when I pop. Collars drop, dollars hot. Hopping in and out of 2,000 plus caddies and placing it is something in that. Boom, it's just don't cheat. Volume feats, tall and deep. Crawling, weak, balling. Told y'all before not to play. We got the gate, getting cake, your rocket chain. Making niggas in. It's mad. How on earth did Mad Lib just get away? And the beat switch up as well. Who is McNasty Phil? I have no idea. You know. Is it a person or a place? Or what is it? I think it's a terminology. To be fair, because I like when I t- this is random as fuck. But when I, I when I type Muck like in my phone. Like in text, McNasty comes up. <laughs> Is that what happens for real? <coughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and not because I've typed it before, you're but a true fan. Well, you're my phone, fan. my phone thinks so. He knows what time it is. <laughs> he knows what time it is, but I, I don't know. Like it must be a guy or something. We're gonna get deep now. We're gonna get deep. Deeper than Atlantis. Deeper than Atlantis. How deep? Deeper than Atlantis, Deeper bro. Deeper than Atlantis. Favourite Dilla-related projects? Now, I know I sent you the email asking you to let me know what your top three Dilla albums are, but because the, the net is so wide, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a, a project JD or J Dilla. It could just be a project he was involved in. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like Water for Chocolate. He did like, like 10 Water songs for on there. Let's talk. Favourite Dilla projects and why? I mean, yeah, like... Rough Draft is definitely one of them. Me too. Me too. 
Because um, it sounds like it's straight from the tape. There's two... Have you got the... Uh, or listen to the Dylan mix of that? No. And the reason why I haven't listened to it because I tried... I listened to a preview mm-hmm. of the digital version and it's clean. It's, yeah, it's... Cl- and I don't like that. Well, it, I don't want to hear a, a clean version of Let's Take You Back. That's not what I'm here for. Mm. Nah, I refuse. But as in the clean version of his mix... No, the clean version. So there's no expletives, no swearing. On it. Oh, oh, and I'm not okay. one of them people that you know. I, you know, I want to hear effing and blinding on my tune, but no. No, I want to hear it raw. And I want to hear. It. Yeah, no, if 100%. this is if this is supposed to be from the tape, then that's what you're supposed to hear. Exactly. No, what, as what, in what, a, what are the differences in the mixes? Right, um, like, so he mixed it himself. So again, when you said it was not as clean, like the new rough draft, not uh, well. I don't know if the one. I, I'm, I'm assuming the one that is up online now is the one that was put out in 2003. The Mummy Records version. Yeah. Um, but he, I would he, assume Stone Throw, Stone Throw would have cleaned up just a bit. Yeah, well... Maybe remastered it or uh, something. Yeah, they, they probably... They, uh, I think they, they probably remastered it. I, think, uh, I guess the mix is... It was just his take on the records. So, like, his panning, his his levelling, his um, how he envisions the drums to be, it's a bit dirty, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's not as polished as the one that we put out. But, yeah, Rough Draft, definitely. Um, Pay J, even though, like, majority of the records on that are not his. So, like, I just recently found out that Creepin' on Use High Tech. Yeah, yeah. Did not know that, bro. Yeah, bruv. Yeah, Did bro. not know that, bro. Yeah. That's why high tech is one so of my favorites one thing you, well. you know one thing we got to talk about as well at some point? His ear for talent. Because <sighs> when you think about that lineup he assembled for that, Knots. Yeah. High tech. Pete Rock. Yep. Who else is on there? YG. Bink. Bink. Uh, Super Dave. So he knew who was who. Yeah, he, he did. He knew who was who. No flower came yeah. to see he, he, no he knew. Here. He knew who was who. He had cocaine on there. Yeah, he had cocaine Snoop, on there. Yeah. Um, Bilal. Yeah. He knew who was who, man. Yeah, yeah. It... He knew. He knew. He knew who was doing what. Um, I'll just go down a rabbit hole. It's my thing. Um, fantastic one or two. Two. Okay. It was more polished, mm-hmm. and um, it was a really good time in my life. Okay. So that album, two Slum Village albums were bought from me as gifts oh. by girlfriends. I don't, I don't know if that's a sign. It must be nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 my, so my girlfriend at the time bought me a copy of um, Fantastic Volume 2 from CD City okay. on Berwick Street in London. Um, yeah, and as, you know, even though I'm a happily married man now, it's just that whole time, like my friendship circle, yeah. summertime, I didn't really yeah. have responsibility and bills. I hear that, I hear that. It was, yeah, it was a good time, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Volume 2. You're reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Volume 2. Is that one of your, your top Dilla-related projects? Yeah. Um, apart from, uh, I mean, we were talking about Genesis before. Mm. And we were talking about Anarchy before. Mm. Um, anarchy especially. I know how you feel about that project. Shout out to Skillet. Shout out to Skillet. And I'm going to repeat what Skillet said. It's it's not a classic, bro. Okay, so I'll put my shit on uh, Jump Street. It's cool. Like, my infinity for the Anarchy album induced certain certain opinions that others did not share. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fine. But I guess because of the amount of uh, Dilla Records that was on that album... And the bangers that are on that album, I guess that's why I'm explaining myself, but fuck, I don't care. But anyway, uh, Anarchy is probably one of my favourites. What about yours, bro? 
off the top of my head, definitely champion sound. Mm. Is one of my favourites just because, you know, like we mentioned before, it was like a meeting of the worlds. Yep. And I really loved that kind of alternating track listing feature. Mm-hmm. I really dig that. Mm-hmm. If, to, to go off on a tangent, I think if there were any, Random. If there were any other producers that I, I think could follow that format, mm. I'd love to hear Odyssey and Black Milk do okay. that, where okay. they rhyme on each other's beats. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, I literally just listened to The Professionals, which is Mad Lib and Mad Oh Lib and, No. Yeah, yeah. I was slightly disappointed okay. that... Ono was just rapping right. and Madlib was just producing because right. I thought it would have been good if they had an alternate yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, me being the nerd I am, it was like two in the morning and I was up thinking about this. And I said to myself, nah, them man are smart because right. maybe the follow-up is going to switch it all around okay. where Madlib raps on Ono's right, beats. And I'm like, right. you man are smart. You man are and smart. if you weren't thinking about that, you can have that idea for free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other favourite Dilla-related projects, I'm going to go with Lab Cab in California. Okay. Lab Cab in California was grounded but a bit spaced out right. at the same time. And mm-hmm. um, Lab Cab in California, like, I, like I've said to other people, is like one of my top 10 hip-hop albums. As much credit as I give to Native Tongues for making me feel like, oh man, I've got a place in hip-hop. Like, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, a yeah. Q-Tip, I know yeah, a Fife, yeah, I know yeah. a Pastor Noose. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I knew a Fat Lip. Right. I knew a Booty Brown. And right. like, these guys were like, I had classmates who were just like them. So that's why I have an affinity toward, towards that album. That's dope. Um, and also the remixes from that album as well, which we'll get into in a bit. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely. Don't even get me started. Um, so I've mentioned Champion Sound. I've mentioned Lab Cabin California. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, this is, this is the last one. Okay. And it's not because it's last on the list that it's lowest, the lowest. Right. It's got to be like Water for Chocolate. Okay. Yeah, 100%. To me... The way Dilla approached that, it was almost like he went into that, like, this is my album too. Yep. Yeah, I hear that. Banger after banger after banger after banger. Too relentless, that album. Do you know what it means? When you have DJ Premier produce on the album and his song, as much as I love The Sixth Sense, yeah. there's tunes around that and it's kind of like, yo, like, doing it. This is, this, is, this is how relentless Dilla was. Like, he was a humble beast. You can have icons in and around you, your premiere, your Pete Rock, but the shit that he comes with in and around your shit, it's just like, bro, all right, stop, stop it. Stop it now, innit? Yeah, stop it now, bro. Yeah, stop it like, now. Stop it, it's all right. Yeah, relax. <laughs> it's okay, Charlie, yeah, it's okay. Stop it. <laughs> bro, it's like... That you know album. what I learned about that album as well? So, Like Water for Chocolate, mm. um, Things Fall Apart... And Mama's Gun yeah. were all being recorded at the same time. Imagine being in a studio, you got Dilla making Like Water for Chocolate, you got Erica Badu over there <sighs> making her album, and then you have The Roots over there, sir. That's so crazy, bruv. Like the, in Jimi Hendrix studio as well. Oh, man. Electric Lady. That, that's all Aquarian shit. Like, we were talking about forming a Voltron before. That is like, I had that poster on my wall as well. I had that as my screensaver, actually. Like, uh, we were talking about like certain artists coming together. You know what tune um, I realised was on a beat tape, but then I uh, found out it was... Well, OK, I didn't know it was Dilla. I heard it on a beat tape, and then I realised what tune it was, and then it was uh, Kuali, uh Where did we go? What did we say? What did we do? Controversially, I'm not crazy about that song. Really? No. Wow. And I have a theory as to why. Talk to me. Is it, was it stylistically you do Stylistically... Don't like? Do you think it's um? Do you think it's uh? And this is me being objective, isn't it? I can uh, if you can't be objective, then uh, whatever. But uh, do you feel it's a bit uh? 
self-absorbed or preachy or no i just think in terms of the context of the quality album i just if you read the credits mm-hmm. on the quality album um i think where do we go and stand to the side mm-hmm. are one after the other right and in the credits quality calls it like the r&b type section of the album and i have no problem with r&b because i know like <laughs> dilla's dilla's contribution to r&b and, and neo soul is, is in, in in particular, in you like particular. you can't yeah you can't separate the two. No, I guess I was just such a fan of like get by right. That's and to, like I listen to that song every day. I just I don't know for some reason I just think the songs didn't connect with me. Okay, um, in the usual way. However, years later, Quali rapped on um, a Dilla beat for a song called Colors of You. Uh, yeah. And I really like that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I re- like I really, really like it. It yeah. sounds raw, two track. Right. Like straight off the tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I love it. I love it. But yeah. As you were saying. Um I don't remember, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Typical. Being a Dilla fan, you random. Lose, yeah, yeah, the rabbit hole. I call it the rabbit hole effect. It's All right. The rabbit hole effect. So remind me of your your favorite Dilla related projects again. So we had a uh, uh, rough draft. Uh, Page We said uh, fantastic one and two. Okay. I uh, mentioned Buster Rhymes, Genesis. I know Skillet is somewhere screaming when disaster strikes or something like that. That's the best Buster Rhymes album, by the way. Right, okay. When disaster strikes. Right, okay. I don't care what Skillet <laughs> says. Yeah. yeah. I know he loves the coming. I know he loves the coming. Yeah, and you know what? Listening to the coming again, I can see how that album has influenced his style. It's understandable. I can understand it. Mm-hmm. But when disaster strikes, when disaster Buster Rhymes was in too many too he, many chambers. He bro. was in a, he was he had like so many gaps on that album. On and on. Return oh. from the future like a centurion. <laughs> opera. Yeah. The man yeah. was doing opera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, to be fair, I don't have a dog in this race, but I hear you still. Do you know what I mean? I hear you still. You know what I'm saying, innit? No, so you. my favourite Dilla projects, uh, let's recap on those. Champion Sound. Champion Sound, of course. Yeah. Lab Cabin California yeah. and like Water for Chocolate. Right. Donuts? Let's, hmm, controversial thought number two. Controversial? Okay. You see how we, I, I, I'm a good segue person, bro. You are. <laughs> Damn, what the hell are you going to say, bro? Shit. Okay. So they try and lessen the blow. I think many pe- donuts is a great piece of work. Okay. I think many people romanticize it. Yeah. Because of the circumstances surrounding its release. Of course, three days after his passing, right? Thirty-two songs. He died at thirty-two. Yes. I get it. Um, I just feel Dilla has projects that were way better. Okay. You were saying rough draft before. I think right? rough draft. Um, and sometimes I feel bad for even you know, comparing projects, but mm. in terms of the totem pole known as Dilla, I don't think, I don't think Donut sits at the top and I, I can listen to, Do- I can listen to it. My face is slightly squanchy at the moment. <laughs> I actually prefer the vocal versions of some of those songs. Okay. So Doom on Lightworks. Right. I thought, I thought was dope. Um, yeah. I, I'm Black Thought rapping on, um, uh, was it some can't stop? This is the name of the song, but I've forgotten what it's called on Donuts. It's, uh, it's at the end of the game theory. Yeah. Um, Last Donut. Last Donut. Brav. Yeah. yeah. That song, man. So I I prefer the vocal takes. Okay. And that's just and that's just me. Right. I think in the way that Dilla's been romanticized by a lot of people to say that you're not necessarily crazy 
about donuts will have people looking at you one mm. like you are crazy <laughs> and two you're not a Dilla fan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, uh, and but, this is where I get snobbish right because people will come up to me so what's your favourite Dilla yeah, song yeah when you hear about Dilla do you what know you? how old I am first of all <laughs> first of all do you know how old I am come secondly, to me correct big band secondly <laughs> it's JD right. yeah it's not J Dilla <laughs> lastly I was outside I was outside bruv you can't chat to me. Jay Dilla changed your T-shirt, bro. <laughs> he and, changed my life. And to be fair, like, and 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 this is that my. Sound, that sounds really snobby, doesn't it? It does sound snobby sorry. still, but sorry, not sorry. But it, I hear you still, like, 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 when you say you was outside, like for me, I was outside. But if I'm approaching somebody who was outside, I'm gonna come at them different. Yeah, you, you have, have to. Like, my, have infin- to. my infinity for the guy is not going to be so much where somebody who was outside, I'm going to chat to them like they don't know what they're talking about. I was outside. I remember <laughs> when Jay Dilla, at the time, right. known as JD of the Uma. Yeah. The Uma, you went He in. was the guy who ruined tribe. Wow. That's what people were saying yeah, on the roads. They were saying that on the roads, yeah. Let's not do revisionist history, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> when we listen to Find A Way, we love it. Stressed out. I loved it from the day, because the reason why I'm saying this, Beats, Rhymes and Life, yeah. right? That was the first Tribe album I ever heard in full right. and bought with my money. I went back and listened to Midnight Marauders and yeah. Low End Theory and I love those albums yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the man them, yeah. when they heard Beats, Rhymes and Life, yeah. they were like, what is this? What is this? Mm. Who did this? Mm, Who mm. is this JD brother? Mm, mm, Why mm. is it not produced by a Tribal Quest? It's true. Who's consequence? It's true. What? Cousin, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a mad thing. Still. Where did Fife go? Yeah. What's going on What's here? Going on? So I was outside. I listen. People were so mad, mm. and I'm not trying to say everybody, but I am old enough to remember. I hear that. Jay Diller was the guy that. Can you just even just that thought? It's crazy. He ruined one of the greatest rap groups of all time. It's crazy. It's a, it's a mad thought. That's what they were saying. Mm, mm, and now mm. time has been kind to the um the Beats Rhymes and Life album. True that. It's definitely their darkest project. Yeah. Um, Love Movement was better. Okay. I think um, Find A Way is one of the quintessential tribe songs. Quintessential hip-hop songs. Yeah. Mm. Um, Stepping It Up mm-hmm. with Buster and Redman. <sighs> Mad. Mad too. Mad. But I was there. Yeah. Because I, I remember hearing um, Beach Rhymes of Life on my little Iowa Walkman with the cassette. And I'm listening to it, loving it, thinking, yeah, I'm going to impress the older man them now. Wait, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. Yeah. You went in, fam. Yes, bruv. Yeah. Yes, bruv. So I remember having the um, Beach Rhymes of Life album. And I'll be around the older guys thinking, I'm about to impress these dudes. They, was, they, they were like, what is this? They're <laughs> like, tribe? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Bro. Jay, Jay Diller was the guy who ruined Tribe at one point. Maybe he was that far ahead of his time and we were so behind, we just didn't get it. But if you listen to the first three Tribe albums, which are all classics, I can understand the change in direction had people a bit like... Yeah, hmm. a bit like... Mm. It's true, hmm. it's true, it's true. But as much as we love Diller now, listen, it wasn't always like that. It wasn't always it like wasn't that. It wasn't always like that. Underrated Diller songs. I need a swift three from you. You don't need to tell me why, but just list them. Okay. So, uh, underrated... Um... Songs or albums? Oof. Take your pick. Uh, M.E.D. Push. Radio silence. I know. Awkward, isn't it? M.E.D. Push. I think that's underrated. 
um, Genesis is underrated. The title song? Yeah. I just saw it. Oh, we're going to get it back. I, I still don't know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Buster yeah. Rhymes. Genesis. <laughs> we Genesis. Can we also say that Buster Rhymes got the whole apocalypse thing wrong? It, yeah. There's only four years <laughs> left. <laughs> There's only three years left. He scared all of us. He scared all of us. There's only two years left. <laughs> then the apocalypse came. He's like, oh snap, the Genesis yeah. started again. <coughs> now Buster Rhymes owes us some refunds or something, you know. He does, bro. There's uh, only one year left. <laughs> he was wilding out, bro. He really thought the world was going to end, you know, bro. He did. But if the world did end, he, he gave us bangers to go out with. I he, won't lie. I won't lie. Speaking of Buster Rhymes, uh, the Dilla remix of It's a Party. Oh, 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 hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Fucking hell, mate. You mentioned that remix, yeah? Fucking hell, mate. For the audience, that was a high five, by the way. Yes, sir. That was a strong high five. That, I'm just looking at you. Yeah, I hear you. That record is bad. Like, me and my brother was in, infatuated with that song. And we didn't even know it was a remix. If it was the original. If it was the original. Easy Moby did the original. Yeah. You know what? Ooh. I would suggest check out the Flip Mode remixes okay. EP that Buster put out shortly after the coming. So he's got okay. um, remixes on there. I think there's like three Uma remixes, which yeah. Dilla did. Dilla did. Um, mm. And there's also a few DJ Scratch remixes on there okay. that are absolutely silly. Yeah. There's an Albany Park, Albany Project remix of Do, Doing My Thing. Okay. I'm going to check those out. <laughs> Kinesi's looking at me with a straight face. <laughs> underrated Dilla songs. What are your underrated Dilla songs? Okay, I'm gonna go with this now. Common the Com- movement. Ooh. Yeah, that was on a, a compilation album called Two K Six. The tracks. Yeah. So it came out on a really small independent label called Decon. Mm-hmm. So Decon actually became Mass Appeal, mm-hmm. which is owned by Nas. Long story short. Yeah. Uh, other underrated Dilla songs. Cold still. I don't like that song. I know you don't like that. Song. I, I try like to remember. Song. Yeah, Kaiser loves that song. Yeah, I, love I don't that like song. it. <sighs> nah, I don't like it. It's unfortunate, man. Yeah. Don't nobody care about us. Love that. That's and a that's and, and I'm mentioning that because it's on the same album. That's a banger. But I don't like I don't like that song. No. Um, much more. Okay. De La Soul. <laughs> right. <laughs> When you love me, me, hold me. Listen, that's a very underrated song. Listen, oh, well, I guess amongst Dilla fans, it's, it's not. not. But that song to me encapsulates everything I love about yeah, his yeah, music: yeah, yeah, yeah. the warmth, the feeling, the, the vocal sample. Just that song, bruh, bruh. The, the sort of like, and uh, shout, out, shout out to uh, Thing. Um, shout out to uh, um, shout out to um, Loka as well. Like they would. Play the sample first. Yeah, I remember it was Mr. Thing. He played it one time at the Jazz Cafe. Yeah, and when yeah, I heard yeah. it, I had to just do. Yeah. I clapped him. Yeah. And I was clapping Dilla as well in the, the afterlife. I was like, nah, you're mad. You're mad. But yeah. that's, that's mad. Like, uh, like um, all my heads on uh, IG or whatnot when I posted up on my story the video that Dreddy put up in 2011 of mm-hmm. um, us going mad on stage, yeah, or them not going mad on stage. And uh, when Thing played the sample of the um, House of Flying Daggers track and then dropped the song, bro, it was like the earth was opening up and we were all being swallowed whole. Bro, for like It was like hell froze over or something. Like It was that momentous, bro. 
anyway, that was random, but still. But that that's that underrated track as well. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I think my last underrated Dilla song. Let me think about this, man. Um, I'm going through my playlist now, actually. Yeah, man. Underrated Dilla songs. I'm what we, what at we my got notes, here, man? So I've mentioned much more De La Soul. Mm-hmm. I've also mentioned Common, the movement. Mm-hmm. I think the last one I'm gonna go with. Take notice as well. Yeah. It ain't safe no more. Ooh. The title song. Yep. Is there a theme here that Dilla produced two titles album title songs? Or two um out two songs that Buster Rhymes named his albums after I think so. Genesis I think, I and think It so. Ain't Safe No More. I so I think so. It Ain't Safe No More is, is abs- It Ain't Safe No More is absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. However, however, can I squeeze yeah. can I squeeze one more? It's gotta be still shining. I hear you. From the coming. I hear you, bro. I don't hear that come up in any conversations. It's true. I really don't. Like, I've never been to Dilla. Right. The show. Right. The one time I wasn't going to go, this is when me and my wife were just dating at the time. I, I had new jeans on. <laughs> yeah. I had, this is when I first started wearing fitted straight jeans. <laughs> so I was a bit uncomfortable. I hear you still. The transition was, is a bit mad. Yeah, the transition was, it was mad. <laughs> so I was a bit uncomfortable and I'm waiting outside the Vietnamese spot. We were right. going to have dinner. Right. I had the Carhartt Detroit's Finest jumper on because oh. I'm thinking, we're going to Dilla we're tonight. Going to Dilla Detroit's tonight. Finest, okay? Right. Yeah. She then rocks up. She's like, mm, I don't feel like going tonight. Just want to have dinner. Oh shit! So I'm like, okay, and I never got to go to dinner oh, again. Oh man! But um, no, from what I can tell, I don't think Still Shining's been played. And if it does get played at Dilla, I don't know if it's played like in a prominent part of the night or whatnot. Um, you 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 can speak to that. You don't have to even answer now. I just think I don't really hear people talk about that song. And my last one that I'm going to squeeze in is okay. something about something. Is it something that means something? Something that means far something. side. Yeah. Nuts, 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 nuts. This guy, man. Yeah, we, we, we're going down the rabbit hole, man. We're going down the rabbit hole. This okay. Is dope. Before we take another break, okay. I need you to reel off. Now, this, this is this is a project now. Okay. I need you to reel off your top three Dilla remixes. <laughs> so, uh. Top three. Oh no, your favorite three. Okay, thank you very much because you you took the chains off. I'm making it hard for you, man, bro. Because it's like top three. Okay, so um, Steve Sparsack, Eve. Nice, nice pick. <sighs> Great pick. I love um, where did I, I love uh, where did I write it down? I like Buster Rhymes, Wuha. The JD one, not the J, not the J Dilla one. The um, oh, <laughs> Where it's, it starts off, um, it starts off. I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it comes in slowly. No, not that one. No, no, no. There's another one. There's another one. I have to play. You know what? Listen, I'm I'm on the laptop. I've got to play this one in the background, bro. Listen, listen. All these production quality things that I'm worrying about is going out the window now. Listen, hold on, because you know what. I really thought I was a Dilla enthusiast until I met you. <laughs> this is not good. This is not good. So yeah, what remix you mentioned? So um, Busta Rhymes, Wuha. Like, I think it's called JD Bounce, Bounce remix? remix. I've got this, man. You got this one, bro. No. No? No, not a bass. Because there's three. There's a, there's, uh, there's, there's a nut. No, not that one. Let me see if I got it on my phone. I might have it on my phone. 
Okay, I feel hurt now. <sighs> Bruv, um, that's, a, that's the third one. Let me stop, man. Let me see if I can find this, man. I actually feel away now. <laughs> so while you're waiting, yeah. What what what's your uh, what's yours? My right, my top three. I've got top it, by three Dilla remixes. Top three Dilla remixes. Top three Dilla remixes. I am going to go with um, "Secret of the Sand." Okay. By Mood. I don't think that gets spoken about it, enough. It doesn't. I'm not, um, I was looking at that yesterday, actually. Bad Boy remix. Um, fall, fall in, in love. love, and the reason at the same time. Come on, Batman. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, hey, don't you mess up this place. <laughs> I actually got a fun fact about that. Came off with everything, man. I got a fun fact. You know the cover where they're walking down the street. Yeah. So that's actually Labra Grove. Oh, swear down. That's Goulburn Road in wow. Labra Grove. That's a random fact. And it's got Trellick Tower. Wow. So it's not far from Grenfell. Wow. And the reason why that Ladies. album cover always stuck out to me. Ladies loving my music is like some good sex. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why, the reason why that album cover st- stuck out to me is just because I'm like, yo, like Dilla was actually walking In down the ends. streets. Like I would I would like during my college years, yeah. I was always around there. Shout out to George's Fish and Chip Shop. Man them in West London know about George's. I used to get my nugget special and walk down them same roads, bro. Right. So that's why I love that remix. And last but not least. To me, the GOAT remix that Dilla ever did. I guess everybody needs somebody to love. You can't keep love lonely. The She Said remix. Bro. That's that's um that's very underrated. Is it? Yeah. I bought the Far Side Sold My Soul collection. Mm. So there's me thinking, yeah, Far Side, top five rap groups for me, yeah. right? Love Lab Cabin California. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what is this compilation? Yeah. I saw I saw the delicious vinyl logo on there. I said, okay, so it must be official. Yeah. When I pressed play, <laughs> and I heard, um, why it's gotta be like that? Tell me why. Dilla again. I'm like, uh oh. I said, uh oh. I said, uh oh. I said, uh oh. But you know what? You know what I loved about those remixes because those songs weren't necessarily my favorites on the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then Dilla remixed them, and I'm like, okay, so these remixes are better than the originals. Again, that's a conversation to have. Remixes that are better than the originals. But when I heard she said... Bruv, Dilla's sneaky like that, you know? And then I heard um, the different vocal take. Yeah. And then they sang the part yeah, different yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when you know a man's remix is serious. Yeah, when you have to do you have another, to do vocal, another take. vocal take. It's like a... Like, um, like the light as well. I love that remix. Like another vocal... Another, another rap. Sick, rapping in the same way, but... Similar beat, like we was talking. What, what remix we was talking about before? Uh, Stakes is high. Mm, yeah, same that's a, beat. That's a good remix too. Same, same drums. Yeah, but the way he's freed the sample was slightly different. There's no like prominent bass as mm-hmm. well. Um, I know you was on your last one. Um, I like Love Junkie. Okay, random pick. I like that. I remember when I heard it. Um, that's the uh, boom boom boom. I remember. Mm, mm, mm. I remember. Ow. <laughs> I know that when it comes to hip hop remixes, for me, the GOAT is Pete Rock. I hear you. But Dilla's high. Dilla's very high. Dilla, Pete Rock, mm. Eric Sermon. I love that. All producers as well. Yeah. Who 
I think, influenced Dilla and in turn were influenced by him. Yeah. Pete Rock in particular. Because Pete Rock was Dilla's favourite producer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you can yeah, hear yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. can hear it. Yeah. You can hear it. I mean, um, th- this is the thing, like, you know, I-, I know we haven't really touched on it yet, but, like, you know, all cats that were in and around Dilla, producers, engineers, they just like, my man's the GOAT, bruv. Yeah. They all say that. Yeah. Like, I know there's conversation. I know there's a... Con- like, people are very contrarian, if that's a word. I'm not too sure. It is. But, like, in regards to the GOAT conversation, because they either have their favourites or they're tired of people saying that Dilla's the best. But when people say who was in and around him or he was influenced by that my man surpassed me or Blackfoot would say the greatest hip-hop of the greatest hip-hop producer of all time check it or Young Guru would say something like um, if you want to if you've never heard hip-hop before and you want to get a taste of what this music of ours is listen to JD I mean what more can you say? You know you just mentioned Young Guru me being a hip-hop nerd I am mm. I sometimes lay in bed and I start changing up tracklists. I hear that. For my favourite albums. I hear that. Jay-Z, The Blueprint. I think mm. in an ideal world, right. if we could go back in time and certain people were still here, I would have a JD produced track on The Blueprint. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely it. A... When I listen to Blueprint, Mama Loves Me, that song, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. I Need, yeah. produced by Bink, who produced for... Yeah. Dilla would have fit lovely, Dilla would have fit lovely in there. on that album. Mm-hmm. Like I can hear Jay-Z on a much more beat. 100%, Easily. 100%. And this is a testament to Dilla as well because, like, uh, Just Blaze and Kanye kind of sat inadvertently under the Dilla tree. Mm. So. Mm. I just wanted to bring that up because there's a couple of songs on the on the blueprint I'm not too keen on, namely Jigger That Nigga and Hola Jovito. I like him. I like Hola Vito. I like him too, but I just feel like. I hear you, though. Stylistically. I hear it. I hear you. Boom, they boom, just weren't as soulful as... Because yeah. it's a soul album. It's a soul album. So in some ways, they kind of break up what could be monotonous or samey for people. True that. But imagine a, like, a Dilla song with a satin... Lo- oh. Lovely. B. We didn't even say B. Common. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a really good... Oh, yeah. That's a really good... That's a really good Jay Dilla project. Oh, like, yeah. Obviously, like, it was... Uh, Predominantly Kanye? I think Kanye did nine songs. Right. JD did two. He did Love Is. Yeah. And um, It's Your World. It's Your World. Yeah. Love Is is bad. That's Love bad. Is bad boy. That's bad. But you see, even Kanye knew you had to call him. Bruv. You had to call him. Anyone can see. You had to call him, bro. Love Is easy. So, sorry to cut you off. We're going to have another break. Yes, sir. And I'm going to dig into my bag. With this one, okay? I'm not really a fan of the posthumous releases, but I bought an album called Yes by Slum Village. Which one you you got to play off of that? And I'm also, I'm also, (laughs) um, I'm aware that with the songs we've played today, we haven't played any Dilla-produced ones. Right, that's true. That's true still. I am going to play a song from the Yes album by Slum Village, and it's called... Love is Ooh. featuring Bilal and Dilla's little brother, Illa J. Uh, yeah, Dilla Dog, yes. Uh huh, Bilal, let's go. Slum Village, y'all. Uh, it's fantastic. Come on, up, uh, it's fantastic. Come on, up, uh, it's fantastic. Come on, up, uh, it's fantastic. 
she show me the way. Carlito, her cerebral, I put her player back in the feto position. Tap out, need an intermission. Then she blow my referee whistle back in attention. Yeah, I'm going in with my pen and I draw an image. We tear the bed, the doors off the hinges. Time don't exist with dismissing, we bought our business. Relationship is a trip and I'm Captain Phillips. See, all I wanna do is put my zoom zoom in a boom boom in a bedroom with a hair loose with tattoos. Standing on twos and red shoes, getting seduced. Off of the goose with my face up in a caboose. Go. Oh, show me that you can. Unbelievable how we ended up in this position. I don't even know. Uh, sex is so cold. If I had to give it a temperature 40 below, uh, damn, you so regal to be able to give hair like that is illegal. Uh, oh, mommy, you're finito. They have me vet to stay thigh so I can reload. Uh, never too much, never too much. Sex is always incomplete though. No clocks in the bedroom like a casino. We keep on putting in work without calling the T.O. Fantastic. Oh, show me. Top of the list, Delita, ass she got, put pressure on Serena. She back it up, hit echoes like an arena. She's speaking in tongues and rubbing on Cohibas. No air in her lungs and never catch a breather. We never quit the ghetto ballerina. We get involved, I turn her on like a sprinkler. Loud like a speaker, never mind, it's the diva. Half Latina, the flow is Aquafina. Such a thrill seeker when she rubbing on a cedar. Wood, she give it to you good, she a pleaser. I'm a repeater, I need her, I guess that's sativa, fantastic. Oh, show me that you can. I love that song, you know. <laughs> I love that song. I remember buying that album, right? Just because it was Slum Village. I had I didn't hear anything from it previously. Right. Um, it was all unreleased or unused Dilla beats. And mm. then when I heard that, I'm just like, it was almost like he was there with them. Yeah, it's true. If, if that song took me back to Fantastic Volume Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. that's why I love that song. <sighs> so we um when we talk about the story of Dilla, mm. um, it's not all happiness and doing gun fingers. Trust um, me. Unfortunately, he's no longer here with us. Yep. Tell me, where were you mm. and what you were doing when you heard that Jay Dilla had passed? To be fair, I would like to hear what you have to say in okay. regards to your experience. Because mine, I mean, uh, 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 I mean, again, like I was kind of late to the party. So it, 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 it was, it was after, it was, um, 
I think it was a month after I found out him passing by having a conversation with Paul White. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, and I know um, a lot of people have different stories. Like Skillet's told a story as well. And I was like, shit, like fucking hell. So I think it would be more poignant for you to... Okay. Um, <laughs> so my story was, uh, I had a lady friend. Okay. At the time. This guy has got a lot of lady friends here. <laughs> Sorry, Roxy, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I had a lady friend at the time. Um, so we were out chilling the whole yeah. night. Um, yeah, I was chilling. And I remember on my way home in the morning mm. and I checked allhiphop.com. Wow. Just because I'm, I'm one of those guys, I just check the sites for yeah, what's going yeah, on yeah, and yeah. stuff. Check the sites, yeah. So I checked the site and it said that Jay Dillard passes away at 32. Ooh. So... Yeah, it was a it was a Saturday morning. Mm. Got home. This is when I had my computer. You know, my little fifty six k. I wasn't on the, um, <laughs> the broadband hype yet. <laughs> so I remember the first thing I did when I got home. Yeah, I played the light. Okay, that's a by that's a classic. Just because I just feel like I don't know why. Mm. Um, I wish I could give you some deep spiritual answer mm. as to why I played that song. I just feel like it was the right thing to do at the time. Yeah. Weirdly enough, postman turns up right. to the house. My copy of Donuts. I was about to say. Arrived that same morning. That's crazy. So it was kind of just like It's a bit of sweet thing, wasn't it? It was bittersweet and it was just it you know what it, and you know what it is? It's just like in terms of the producers that I love, you know, so my top five. Oh no, let me do my top ten, like you know, it's Premier, Pete Rock. Mm. RZA, Large Professor, mm-hmm. Quick. Yep. Um, we love Quick. DITC, so I, I put them all in one. Diamond D, Showbiz, Lord Finesse. Yep. Ninth Wonder. Ninth Wonder, of course. Eric Sermon. Mm-hmm. And Dilla. Right. Dilla's in there. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, oh my God. Like, I think it was probably one of the... One of the earliest occasions where one of your heroes passed. Yep. That's why I say to people, the day Bret Hart passes... National holiday, bruv. National holiday, straight up and down. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't doing jack. Nothing. I ain't doing nothing. Not a ting. Not a ting. Nothing. 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 Managa do nothing. (laughs) Yeah? So, when Dilla passed, it was just kind of like... It was just... It was just weird. Yeah. I remember just feeling like, yo, what's happened? That's like... Because I didn't even know he was sick. Yeah, yeah. He kept... He wanted to keep it under wraps. And then... I'm like, but I swear Donuts just came out a couple of days ago and then, mm-hmm. you know, conspiracy theories, Chris went into overdrive. Like, yeah, 32 songs. <laughs> Died at the age of 32. <laughs> hmm, wonder yeah. did they kill him? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Did they kill him for being too dope? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Stupidness like that. Do right, you know what I mean? Right, so, right. yeah, that's what, that's what I was doing at the time, man. Yeah. And then I just, it was, I just went down, you know, memory lane. Yeah. And I just had like, I still got pictures in my head of being in Sean at Ian's house. Listening to Run In right. and, and like drop and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and it, and this is where I, I mean, again, I'm kind of like, damn, I missed the boat in regards to what I was listening to throughout the time when Champion Sound dropped or Welcome to Detroit dropped or, mm. or not being in possession of all these beat tapes that I have now that I love like at the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and that was kind of the case when Dilla passed. Like. I was just getting into college and finding my feet within like the music that I liked and my taste and whatnot. And so, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my situation of when Dilla passed, you know. I feel like pouring out some liquor. 
pour out a little liquor. <laughs> like okay. Really the dong. So, it's 2020. Mm. Dilla's been gone, what was it, 2006. We, sh- we really should know this, or I should know this. So it's coming up to like, it's coming up to like 14, 15 years. Yeah, it's like 15 years. It's going to be 15 years soon. 15 years, yeah. So... 10th. During that time, mm. a lot of artists, officially and unofficially, have jumped on his beats. Yeah. Some did great. Joey Badass and BJ Chicago Kid made an awesome song. Yep. Over a Dilla song. Some people, mm, not so much. Not so much. Who are some of the artists you think who are active now mm. that would sound great over some Dilla production? Or you think he would have had he would have had an affinity to want to work with? Should he still be with us? Hmm. You go, because you might inspire me. I think her. Yep, you was you were saying that before. Yeah, yeah. I think her would be good. Her would be good. Some R&B um, cats would be definitely be yeah, good. Yeah, BJ the Chicago BJ kid. BJ the Chicago kid, definitely. All day. Yeah. Give yeah. me a whole project with them too. No, facts. That's real. Little brother. Little brother. Oof. And that's when I listen to Hiding Place. <laughs> we have Bittersweet. We've had, we've had lengthy conversations yes, about Hiding because Place. because for those who don't know, Elzai features on that song and does an amazing back and forth with Fonte. Yep. But in, um, in Fon- um, not Fonte, in Pooh's verse, rapper Poo's verse. Uh, he mentions, well, me and Dilla go uh, hard, my God. So Dilla was supposed to be on that song. And there's an ad lib at the beginning of the song where he goes, um, JD. Yeah. yeah, so he calls him JD too, right? Crazy. So, so crazy. you just think, wow, what wow. could have been? Yeah, what like, could have been? Not only Dilla on that song, because yeah. I, I think that's one of the ninth wonders best beats, it's mad. Yeah, it is. Um, but imagine like a JD produced Fonte and Pooh. Back and forth. Can I do a random? Go on. I like to ask Dilla Heads this question. I think we might have had this conversation already. Oh, the snob level's going to go through the roof. <laughs> the snobometer. <laughs> yeah, I like that. The snobometer. That's hard. That's yeah, hard. yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we're running with that. The we're snobometer. Running with that snobometer. Um, which version of uh, Money do you like? I've only had one. As in, uh, um, no, um, Dollar Circulate. That's Steve. Steve's... No, who does the original again? So there's Knife Wonders and there's Dillers. The Dollar Circulate. I prefer that version. Dillers version? Yeah, I prefer... Hold on. Because I don't... I, I'm on the fence. Because I love both of them. But I just wanted to see what you were saying. I need to think about that one. Right. Because it's like Dillers one is... Uh, I need to think about that one. Because Dillers is, um, let the dollar circulate. And, um, Knives is more, let the dollar circulate. So he's chopped it up a bit. He's, he's encompassed the different parts of the sample, not just a repetitive thing. But yeah, I'm just on the fence, but that was quite random. <laughs> The snobometer went up a couple notches, ladies and gents. Other artists. Other artists. To work with Dilla. Um, we mentioned her. Her. BJ, the Chicago kid. Mm-hmm. Sir? Sir would be sick on some Dilla records. Um, I, I really think Absol. Absol would be great. Because he's a bit left. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I think uh, he'd sound really good. I mean... And Kendrick. And Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There would be... It'll be... I mean... Like uh, you know, J Cole has an infinity with Dilla as well. Mm, good shout. Good so shout. that that would that would that would definitely be dope. I'm not gonna say Drake. No, I'm not. Even though 
Well, go he on. was a fan. He was a fan. He was a fan. He but you know, you know who would sound, you know who would sound good. This might be a bit of a wild card. Mm. Children of Zeus. Okay. No, hundred percent. On a JDB. Hundred percent. Yep. All day. All day. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm here I for mean, that. Black, black shout out to Black Milk. They did um. That. <laughs> yes, that song. Yeah. Um, what was it called? I forgot. It. Won't worry. Is it? Am I? Am I? Am I crazy? Am nah, I going nuts? No, nah, no, nah, you're not. Got to do the research. Got to do the research. Hold baby. on, baby. Black Milk, Children of Zeus. And the song is called Baby. Won't End Well. So won't. not Won't Worry, Won't End Well. Yep. yep, I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I'm here for that as well. I'm here for that. Um, Who else would sound good on a Dilla beat? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of the head, bro. Like, um, I, I, like all, I like all the suggestions that you put together, to be fair. Yeah, the Children of Zeus one excites me, though. Mm. Mm. That would have been mad. Yeah. Me, I'll put me on there. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me one of them fast side remix beats. I'm going to outer space. Mud thing. Yeah, man. Like collaborators as well. I would have loved to hear um, Kate Trinada and Dilla hook yes, up. Yes, Lord. Kate Trinada, Kate Trinada, Dilla and Madly hook up. I don't understand why even Madly and Kate Trinada haven't hooked up yet. Sometimes these men admire each other from far. Mm. And I think sometimes, sometimes it's just best not to... Yeah, rock the boat. Rock the boat. Mix. Mm. Sometimes it's just cool to be a fan of it's a man and just say, yeah. and hail them up from yeah, afar, you know? Real, real. Did Robert Glasper ever get to work with Dilla? I know he's um, done some tributes. He's done some tributes. But did they ever get to work together? I'm not aware of, uh, I mean, a, a Robert the closest, Glasper, yeah. Dilla produced project. The closest, obviously, would be Kareem, Kareem Riggins. Obviously. True, true. That, I think that's the closest to my true. knowledge, but obviously, correct us if we're wrong. Um, but, um, yeah. Not just because he's worked with Madlib. Mm-hmm. I think um, Freddie Gibbs. Ooh, Freddie good. Gibbs that's, on some of those. Um, that's an amazing shout. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs on some of those. Um, rough draft. The rough draft, or even some of that like, like, like electronic bounce that he, he did. Some of the stuff he did for so, Frank and Dan. Yeah, some yeah. of the stuff with Frank and Dan. Yes, sir. Random. You know. Um, you know that. Uh, that Buster Rhymes tune and make that brother when they make it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freddie, Freddie Gibbs would have floated on that. Floated. Levitated all over Levitated it. Levitated on that. Yeah. yeah Good yeah, shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. I like that as so. well. I'm trying to think of some other Southern MCs that would sound good on some JD beats. Southern MCs. Hmm. I mean, obviously, you got like your, uh, you got your MJG and um, mm. 8 Ball. Good shout. Um, I think Luda Oof. And the reason why I say Luda A lot of people might Old think, school you know, Luda though Old school Luda yeah, yeah, Not, the, yeah, yeah. not, not the, the new, new Luda. Luda No Old school Luda And the reason why I say Luda Is because I've always seen a, a correlation between Luda and Busta Rhymes Right I think Luda is the southern version Of Busta Rhymes right. And some people might think Oh you know Dilla's music's too smooth No no he can do it He can do it Yeah He can do it Like, I, like you know um, he would probably kind of fit into where Timberland was around that time, like Fat Rabbit and mm. that zone of mm. like musicality, like um, that dark gritty bounce that he would like. He likes to do mm. uh, Southern rappers. I said MJG. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think, man. Eight Ball and MJG, that's a, I, I really like that shout. Yeah. Some Bun B. Some Bun B, Scarface. Yes. Ooh. Imagine Scarface kicking some mental health raps. <laughs> yeah. Over some Dilla beats. Over some Dilla beats. That would be sick, bruv. Now I feel sad. You as a producer, yeah. tell me some of the 
other producers mm -hmm. that you think are inspired by Dilla, whether directly or indirectly? I mean, we can go with the obvious uh, Black Milk, one of my favourite producers as well. Me too. Producer, artist, whatever you want to call him. Black Drums Milk. are mad. Drums are mad. And his um, development... Yes, the growth. The growth is amazing. Especially, I, I, especially I, with the live band. Woo! You know, Ra na, random fact. Na, go on. Man like me, you know, random. Opened up for Black Mule once upon a yes, time. Yes, you, you did. Know, I, I really, yes, I, you did. I, I, <laughs> I ain't really trying to flex like yeah. that, though. You know, but you know, just did. I had a night out. Hey. I had a night out. Yo, shout out, shout out to Black and shout out to um, Ar Ab as well. That's my guy as well. Fuck you. are talking man. about Ab, the singer. Yes, you said Ar Ab. I mean, you talking about the dude from Philly? Did I say Ar? You said Ar Ab. Yeah, he's different. He's different. He's different. He's different. We're going to shout him out just in case. We're going to shout him out just yeah, in case. But we, we're um, talking about Ab the Singer. We're talking about Ab the Singer. Aaron Abernathy. Aaron Abernathy. That's yeah, he's, my, he's proper. His albums are serious. His albums are serious. He would have been good on a Dilla. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Adilla, yeah, that's Adilla, true, Adilla, actually. A produced project with him. That's true as well. Proper. Like, yeah, like, um, and I probably like, this is a slight flex. I probably like, when I see him the next time. <laughs> Cause you know this my shit, this my guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chris is looking at me with a straight face. <laughs> but um, yeah, black. Like you know, I, I won't flex again. But yeah, um, his improvement. Uh, Kate Trinada, one of my favorite producers as well. Me too. Um, influence and um, as we were saying off the pod as well, like. The majority of like the soul election sound, I mean, Joe K would say like, as a, like yeah, he would say like you know the whole soul election thing was built off of like Timberland, the Neptunes, and JD, you know, and you can still and we as we were saying before about the whole lo-fi movement, mm. like it that is fathered from Dilla, you know, like DBOC and. I'm a fan of him. Yeah, I'm a fan of him as well. Do you know? So uh, I think some other producers, I feel influenced by JD. Some of the guys over at Mutant Academy. Mm -hmm. So Grey Matter. Yep. Unlucky Bastards. Yep. Um, who else? Exile. Yep. Exile definitely. Ill Mind in, in his um, in his uh, initial stages. Mm -hmm. yeah. He he's definitely branched out, but I think in his definitely in his earliest earlier stuff. Mm -hmm. Ninth Wonder is an obvious shoe-in. Ninth one is an obvious um, one. I know we sometimes think about the producers who were around during Dilla's rise and post Dilla. Yeah. But he also influenced the people that came before him too. Yeah, hundred percent. So as much as he loved Pete Rock, Pete Rock has basically said, you know, Dilla was one of the few producers who was just as serious as me, and yep. I inspired him, and he inspired me. So he influenced Pete Rock. Yeah, that, and, and, that, and, Rock, that, and that's important. That too. is important to to say because I think I made reference to it before, but like um, people tend to shut down uh, his goat status, goat status, should I say, and where he is in the the uh, Mount Rushmore and whatnot, but when his favorite producers are saying that about their favorite producer, it's like, yeah, bro. So you just mentioned Goat status and Mount Rushmore. Yep. As a producer, where does Dilla rank among the greats? It's a bit. It's hard, isn't it? Well, it's not hard, as in like I'm very biased towards him, but he is one of the greatest. Like um, next to, are we saying ranking or just who's next to it or whatnot? It doesn't matter. Because rank is good. Ranking be, is hard, ranking but let's just hard. say. Okay, let me change the question. Okay. 
to close. Yep, to close. Why does Dilla rank among the greats? He's prolific, bro. Good word. So we've had three good words today. Fanaticism. Fanaticism. Tutelage. Tutelage. And prolific. Yeah. Shout out to Nipsey, R.I.P. We went to school. We went. You sound like we went to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we did. did. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like you can't take in my man. With you, Nipsey would have sounded great. Ooh, on some of them Frank and Dank beats. Ooh, bro, yeah. that's a dope shout. I like that. I like that. Yes, bro. Like, and this is the thing, like. It's a testament to his variety. That's why I'm like, just throw him up there, bro. He was doing everything. Yeah. He was doing everything. Every bag. He was in every bag, bro. Yeah. And, and not did, only in every bag, he, he took every bag. He took every bag. Ran with it. <sighs> like, when you just listen to, like, the beat tapes, like, my favourite... Well, not my favourite. The one I was banging out last night. Um, I don't know if you know of it, uh... It's called a uh, new slave. Play that for me. I haven't got it on my phone. Okay, that's a Dilla beat. That's a Dilla beat tape. New slave. New slave. Okay. So you uh, have to send me another email. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't really on the beat tape stuff because I'm I'm a snob. Okay. So I'm I'm not re- I'm ne- I was never really that that guy to download mixtapes from like that piff and all that. I'm like, where's the album? Where's the CD? I want to read the credits. Yeah. There were no credits. I didn't hear it. Man. Because I'm a snob. I was a... I'm 11 out of 10 on the um, snobometer. snobometer. I was a mixtape mm, fanatic. Okay. I was downloading. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My internet arrived at the house. Wow. And you were just on it. I was just on it. For me, the reason why Dilla ranks among the greats, I think he is one of our greatest case studies. Yeah. If we ever feel the need to argue about the validity of hip hop as 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 it being music as a credible genre, we both know it is. Take it home, but bruv. there's some snobbery there going is some on. Snobbery, yeah. Um, I think Diller is one of our biggest case studies as to why mm-hmm. it's this is music. This mm-hmm. is just as as musical mm-hmm. as classical, hundred percent, or rock, mm-hmm. or your prog rock mm-hmm. and your pop music yep. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a musician's mm-hmm. musician. Mm-hmm. He mastered every type of beat. I don't think there's any beat or pattern he could he hasn't mastered or couldn't do. Like, he couldn't do. I think if he was around, he would have taken that trap sound if he went to just gone with it. But if he was doing trap. See, th- see, this is what I'm talking about. See what I mean? He was doing trap. You know, uh Royster 5'9. Uh, uh is it Let's Go is called? Off of yes, a- off the um Lyricist Lounge. Yes. Volume two. Yeah. Okay. You know, like you know, it's it's. I, I'm just attesting to like the different bags you were getting. Like you we know? needed more Royce and Dilla. We did. Life goes on. <laughs> Life goes on. Needed more of we that. We did. We needed we more did. of that. But yeah. But you know, you're right. Like you're right. 100. percent I I agree with what you just said. Like. As Young Guru, like, said, as I said before, like, someone that had never listened to hip-hop in, in its life, you want to listen to something, like, like you want an introduction into the credibility of the genre and it being credible musically. Jay Dillard is definitely one of producers, artists, musicians 
you go to and be introduced into something that's wicked, brother, and it can't be can't be denounced at all. I think with with that, we just wrap this up. I hear bro, it, big man. I really appreciate you coming down. Bro, I appreciate you, fam. We were talking about JD, man, and I said, nah, it's gotta be jukebox. Come on. It's like I don't know, I don't wanna gas myself in it, but Gas the ting, big man. If you were gonna do a podcast on, I don't know, Bret Hart. Ooh. There's two men you could call. Mm-hmm. Skillet being one. Hundred percent. Me being the other. That's right. But really me. <laughs> So, you know, I just think there's certain people who are qualified and credible to speak on certain things. And I think when it comes to all things Dilla, you are one of those people. So I appreciate you That's coming crazy. down. That's my very first co-host. Um, something might get removed out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's my guy. No, that's no, my no, guy. No, Love no. him to death. Shout out to Summit. Love him to death. Um, let no, the no, listeners no. know where they can find you on social media. Yep. I don't know. Twitter, Instagram. They might TikTok want to connect with you. That. You're, you're on TikTok? I started uh, it. <laughs> I started it. I nah, can't lie. <laughs> don't, nah, don't give them your TikTok. No, nah, no. Nah. But I mean, everything's Duke84. So J-U-K-E underscore 84. That's the Twitter. That's the Instagram. Um, I'm starting up the YouTube. So all links would be probably on my Instagram. But yeah, Duke84. So J-U-K-E underscore 84. Baby. And that's the end of the Breaking Atoms podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. It's been a pleasure Chill. chopping it up with you guys. And remember, you can um, hit us up on Breaking Atoms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All our handles are Break the Atoms. And what I'm also going to ask you to do is if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts, leave us a review if you're enjoying the show. Um, if you've heard any episodes in the past that you particularly enjoyed, leave us a review or share it with your friends. If you are lacking in time and lacking in words, you can literally just leave us a review um, or a star rating rather, preferably five stars. But either way, just let us know that you're interacting with us and that you're enjoying the show or you're not enjoying the show. We're likely not going to (laughs) care, but it's good to hear from you. And we'll be back next week to talk about all things beats, rhymes and life associated. Peace. Church.